Welcome back. Life is so beautiful, man. I just really want to say that. I've got the feeling that's just buzzing around this body. And that feeling is just life is beautiful. It really is. It's just the joy of living here right now, right where I am. And watching how things are playing out and the way that everything is teaching me. It's a divine orchestra and it's truly the most beautiful thing I've ever seen. Well, it gets better and better. So that's, it's kind of like a, like there's a project that's happening and I'm in the middle of it. That's what it feels like. And I have no idea really how I even got started in this project and I have no idea what this project, how it ends. But all I know is that I'm in the middle of it and there's a project and it's all unfolding in front of me. So it's like this art piece that before it's completed, and I've been seeing these videos online where they fancy pants artists will throw uh, a whiteboard, like a plain canvas in front and then they'll really get crazy with it and they'll do their art and it just looks like a splatter job a messy paint job like a drive-by accidental splash with a car when upside down and then they go ahead and flip it and it's like whoa 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 it's a masterpiece it's actually every stroke was beautifully intentional even though it did not look like it it looked whimsical and it never felt like this was going anywhere other than the garbage can until the artist who knew then the whole time flipped the script on all of our heads and the masterpiece and the intended final product was revealed and i sometimes feel like i'm in the middle of an upside down whimsical paint throwing contest and uh but that's still fun <laughs> still fun to be in something like that and i'm uh it's beautiful sometimes it's messy sometimes i don't know if these colors mix the paint as <laughs> that that is i don't know if i'm getting my point across i don't even know if i have a point i don't even know if this is the right thing that i should be doing right now but nevertheless i'm just in the middle of this portrait and we've used something similar before as like a puzzle piece it's really hard to guess the outcome of a puzzle based off of one puzzle piece but i feel like i am a puzzle piece part of a bigger puzzle that once i'm fully integrated and fully intentional and just where i feel like i can be used best according to the world that's inside of me and the art that is that's unraveling inside of me then i feel like i'm connected to the larger piece of the puzzle but it's when i like try to hide my puzzle piece from this bigger puzzle and i'm like you know i don't know i don't know if they're gonna like the i have a weird green on my corner and i'm really jagged and edgy on this side but i got some real fat curves over here and that's just my puzzle piece uh but judging yourself that way does a disservice to the whole massively because the whole needs an unjudged and a fully 
accepted and loved puzzle piece in order for the 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 unity to occur and in unity there is no division so if you really want to divide yourself and if you want to cast judgments upon yourself you're dividing yourself from that which is un a judge free zone you're literally uninviting yourself from the great party that's going on at all times in this unconditional love. And you've chosen to uninvite yourself based off of maybe somebody's words or the possibility that you've never explored what it even means to love yourself. Or maybe you've never explored what it means, what you even want. So you kind of go based off of other people's opinions, which makes you feel unlovable because that's another word and that's another label that's disgusting and should all be thrown out if you're really putting it on yourself because then if you put a label on yourself like we've talked about you operate that way you start thinking you're unlovable you're going to start acting unlovable and you're going to start pushing people away and your life surroundings become unsupportive because you feel like you are not supportable that's just the nature of feeling like you're unlovable now, if you remember that you are love, this is why the great teachings of old are extremely helpful. Just the innate knowledge that you are loved by a supreme being, that alone is extremely helpful in freeing the consciousness, in moving forward with assurity, confidence, knowing that you are loved. Even the subliminal message behind it of just, I am loved, if that is, even if it's just God and not these people supposed people in your immediate surroundings, that concept alone will give you confidence. So now imagine you also start thinking the same way that um, God thinks, and that's in the love zone, and that's in the hands off, the freedom zone. It's the this all-encompassing light. It's It really is the kingdom of heaven, that type of concept that we've been talking about this whole time, the state of unconditional love, where we're invited to <clears throat> play around and and roam free like we did before and like many people have before us uh, who decide to go back into this state of perfection, the judgment-free zone. So, and I feel in my personal life, I feel like I have mismatched certain words or maybe I've gotten task-oriented. I think that's it. Task-oriented instead of long-term picture-oriented. Because if I just think, hey, this pe this puzzle piece needs to go here, once I've got that done, I have to reinvent a new task. And then it's this, then my task is setting tasks so that I can get this puzzle done. Where if I were to just sit back and say, hey, the 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 do the goal here is to enjoy the process of putting this puzzle together. That's how puzzles actually will be more enjoyable for anybody who's trying to get into a puzzle. Now let's go back to life. Let's explode this image into the macro perspective. That was a micro example of a macro concept. Because, and I'll tell you why. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. Beauty is the word. Beauty is the word. Because beauty is ongoing. Beauty is something that cannot be necessarily achieved. It's always being achieved. It's always in the state of achieving. It's it's always, you can always beautify your space. And tasks are done. And when they're done, they're cast out. They're just, okay, thank you. I'm done with that. I don't need that task anymore. It's really 
choppy, like da 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 And a, let's say, let's call it a beautifying project, which is life. We could call our life one big beautifying project. And we should do that. Maybe we can do that At, without, without limiting to, without limiting the experience. So don't let it be the way that you're going to live the rest of your life, but let it be almost like a mantra going on in the back of your mind. Like, oh, you know, life is a beautifying project. How can I beautify this moment? That's how we turn into the alchemist and we, we turn base metals into more significant metals and more um, concrete type of metals from iron to gold. And you can do that in your experience, your immediate experience, your right now, your thoughts even. You can do that with your consciousness. You can level up always. You have every moment. You have all, all the time in the world right now to make this more beautiful. And as you make your space more beautiful, I say thank you because it also makes my space more beautiful. Not my space, but like my actual space. <laughs> well, actually my space too, probably. As you, then <laughs> that's just the thing. That's why it's beautiful because it's not a task. It's an all things, all ways. It's a mindset. It's an internal mechanism that drives you forward. Life is a beautifying project. It's not a task to get done. Let's say gym. Let's go to, let's do the gym thing. Gym is a task. I need to go to the gym. Well, if I, if I, instead of say, I need to go to the gym and that's a task, we turn it into part of our beautifying project, the gym itself. And now let me explain. If I go to the gym, I feel accomplished and I'm done. What was the point of going to the gym? Is this something I want to integrate into my life and make it a routine or is it something that I feel like I'm running away from death? I'm running away from illness. I'm running away from weakness. I'm running away from insecurities. It's a different type of a mindset. So the tasks is like, I'm running away. I need to do this so that I'm not focused on this. Uh, the beautifying project is an integration of this as a positive experience and something that you see beautifying your right now and your future. And you can see how this tree has unlimited space to grow. This beautifying project is a boundless tree. It is not in a building, limited, capped off by the ceiling for which to grow. Like this is not, this is a, a these beautifying projects is a field. Right now you can imagine a field right in front of you, a very vast field. It's like playing The Sims or something like that. Minecraft or Fortnite or all these video games where you could build whatever you want. So take that and put it into your life because that is just exactly the case. You can build whatever you want. So make it beautiful. Why do we, why are we digging holes instead of adding to, why are we destroying? Why am I destroying certain things in my personal life via conversation, via the th ways that I want to choose to use my time and my choices? Why am I destroying things when I could beautify them, you know, when I can add to them or when it can be a component of the next thing, which all things are. All things are given to us right now to be added upon, to be beautified, to work with like a symbiotic relationship. So the gym, back to the gym. If this is, if the gym is going to be integrated as a beautifying project, then little by little, the actual gym, the gym itself, the physical building becomes unnecessary because you learn, you go to the gym 
as a form of beautification at the very beginning. And this is where the seeds are set. And as you're, as you're there, you understand the way that your body feels via another beautifying project. If your body's a beautifying project and not being neglected, which it should be a beautifying project because that's what you've got to work with truly is your body, your mind, and this, your immediate surroundings. So make all those beautiful. And as you, oh, this, this concept invigorates me. It's the, it's like the work. It's the work that needs to be done. You know, when ancient, um, civilizations used to wash up on a different shore or a land, they immediately got to tilling the land, beautifying, putting it to work, symbiotic relationship, not destroying the land, adding to nurturing. How can something be beautiful if it's not nurtured? Well, that's just the nature of nature. Nature nurtures. Bees are pollinated, or flowers are pollinated by bees. Bees, in return, have a purpose via flowers. It's beautiful. Everything is a beautifying. Everything should be looked at as a beautifying project. And as we're always in that state, that is the state of light. And remember, be, light being our consciousness and the way to explore our consciousness and our immediate surroundings and our exact experiences, uh, using light as a spotlight of beautification and love. Imagine your eyes, everything that you look at, close your eyes. Imagine your eyes being beams of beautiful light rays that just shine love and acceptance and freedom on every single thing that is around you when you open them. Open your eyes and understand that any label that you've put on anything around you is limiting its potential to help you or to, to be beautified. I, there's these people, everybody has their form of art. And art is a beautification process. Repurposing walls, even graffiti. Repurposing, you know, old <laughs> train carts. I think that's a beautification process. Older um, buildings used to be carved, hand-carved, like the wood really had personality and had beauty because it was an intention. These buildings were made for a purpose, and we're going to take care of them. It's not just a cardboard box that gets put up in the middle of the night, and then running water is just thrown into that building as it is right now. Doesn't have to be that way, but it's because we've we've come into task-oriented mindset instead of a beautification process. So all the ancient buildings that are still standing are all beautiful. They were not tasks. Some of them, even in Spain or Italy, wherever that one is, that's still being worked on, is a manifestation of the beautiful beautification process that happens in our life. Nature, okay, always growing. It's always becoming more beautiful and it's always playing its part. That's the exact same with us. There's actually a scripture. It's in Ecclesiastes. It says, he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he hath set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Your beautification process is going to be different than the next guy's beautification process, project. 
And the end of it is going to be different than your neighbors as well. Because that art, that personality, that fire, that spark, that flame, that light that's inside of you is yours. It's yours. And the way to understand it, just like the way to understand anything, is to just sit with it. Let your stomach go. The tightness that's in your tummy right now, take big breaths and really let it go. Put this personality, this wonder, these questions on the bench right next to you. And sit with them. And let them talk. Let you talk to you. Listen to yourself. That's where God put the world, it says. That's, you have all of the answers inside of you. All of your answers to your beautification project. So then, life becomes almost like this aesthetic playground. And it's so fun. And then we start using Pinterest. (laughs) That part's kind of a joke, but it's also like, that's an aesthetic playground in and of itself. And you, what is beauty? What does beauty mean? That's so fun. Oh my, that is so fun to start playing with these concepts. And like we said in the last one, be, as you're the lion, you destroy these 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 ancient concepts of that, that that have been given to you. So go into beauty and find out what beauty means to you. Because it's not the same as the next guy. What I'm trying to say is do not fall for Instagram or social media schemes that make you think that beauty is one, is cornered. Beauty has like a corner office up on the top suite. And in order to get to beauty, you have to work your way up this elevator and change the shape of everything of your body. And you have to, you know, then there's numbers that follow you. And that's what beauty is. That's not what beauty is. Maybe it is for one person. But don't follow suit in that form of mindset. Your beauty is inside of you. That's the individual individuality and the authenticity from the artist. And that's what I appreciate the most in artists. And that's why AI will never compete because it does not have that personality. It has nothing but lies and deceit and it has nothing but it does not have like original ideas and it can never, which is the point of our beautification project is to add to each other. So maybe it could be used symbiotically as with the creator mind of a person to assist in the individual's beautification process. If they're actually doing it not out of a place of like ego or self gain or anything like that. And it's, because that's not beautiful. Uh, you know, to me, let's say that. It's not beautiful to me. What I think is beautiful is the state of freedom, is the state of um, God, is the state of unconditional love, brotherhood, the wellness of the body and the soul and the mind, where people are following their passions, people are... are using their heart everyone's you know joyous because they're all working on themselves and 
for and with each other in a community type partner brothership mindset that's beauty to me and once somebody starts seeking gain and seeking to be individual and mr look at me i'm above in any way and i need to fence my yard and not you know let not not that that's the intention of everyone who fences their yard but this is what i'm getting to is you see how enclosed that is it starts really closing you off like you start becoming a hermit and that's what happens with the ego is the ego wants to be individual and the ego wants to be closed off because they want to be seen. But that's not beautiful. The beautiful part is dropping that and understanding that you have that and that everyone else has that and that we can use that ego for the benefit of everybody else around us, for the brotherhood, for the family. We could all be a family because we already are family. There's no such thing as brothers and or there, <laughs> there's no such thing as strangers. We are all literally just brothers and sisters that haven't met each other yet. And as we treat each other that way, people will realize that there's no need to get swindled. Swindling happens from a, an encounter with another stronger ego or somebody who's has a stranglehold from the ego. That's when the swindling occurs. You can't be swindled if you're not in a position where somebody can get gain. It's all mutual because it's for the benefit of both. And that's how life should be. You and in accord with God working to beautify the land. You in accord with the land to basically say thanks for God giving us everything that we have and putting us right here. And the land working with God for your benefit, for your canvas, for your pantry. <laughs> and this is how, that's that triangle. That's how that triangle works right there. The, the Back to the gym thing. <laughs> Sorry, that was a long tangent. But back to the gym thing. Um, once the gym itself is understood as part of the aesthetic that's trying to be achieved, then you can drop the gym if it's not, especially if it's not part of your aesthetic, but the concept of growing your body or being in a good shape is, then you drop the gym and you integrate the parts of the gym that made the most sense to you and your future aesthetic and your future goals. So for some people that they switch from like a strength training to mobility, and for them, you know, the some people switch gyms when that part of their aesthetic is questioned and put up for questioning because they don't know if their current flow is going to match their future goals. This is the way that people are tossed wayward because they're just going with the current fads of the land, really, or the, their community. And it wishy-washies them all over the place. Like, this is what you're supposed to do. And so they'll get, they'll jump fully into that fad. And then when the next fad comes up, it's that's a task. You see how these are tasks and not a beautification project? Unless if adopted for the beautification of yourself. In which case, you should have already established an aesthetic that you're shooting for. Then when the fad comes up, it as 
and it, if it's true to your beautification project, then it will integrate already into your future. Or if you have an open mind, you can adopt it and see how far this beautification process goes. And if, it, if that is truly integris or integral for your beautification project. And if it's not, then it doesn't need to be fully adapted. It could be tried. And that's, this is so helpful to know because then as your beautification unfolds, you, which you are in charge of, by the way, you don't need to take on so many things that are crammed down your throat or when you're driving down the freeway, there's a billion billboards that say that it's going to help you. Now, if your beautification project has not been thought of and it's been limited to, I just need help, then yes, you're going to succumb to every single thing down the street of the on the highway because it's part of your, it, it will seem as though it fits. So the way to be resilient, the way to be really truly sovereign, the way to really be uh, vigilant, uh, authentic, or sorry, vigilant, authentic, and mindful about your purchases or really the way that you live your life, spend your energy, your money, is by establishing your aesthetic and then shooting for it. And then every moment becomes... That, that puts the picture at the end of the tunnel. And then it's like the picture of the light at the end of the tunnel. Your aesthetic, the beautification project of yourself. And look how many things. Let me just detail how many things you can do this for. Your mind, your car, <laughs> your body, your wardrobe, your workplace, your, your walk. Wherever you go on a walk, you can beautify that. Anytime you step on grass, there's so many things that you can beautify about that. Gardening, your home, toys, you know, old things that don't serve you anymore, that don't, you can, you can beautify them. You don't even need to get rid of things. But you can beautify them maybe by, instead of giving rid of it just for the sake of dumping it or donating, you actually have a purpose and a person in mind to give it to you see how that's beautiful where it doesn't put them out especially and you can just add to the next person's experience with something that's not adding to yours beautification symbiotic mutual mutual growth mutual love mutual light and you use your laser beam eyes right every time you open your eyes you just beam and literally just fucking melt this existence with love with love with beauty man this life is beautiful can be more beautiful that's another thing that makes it so much more beautiful is that there's no okay let's get back into this part there's no end to the beautification process which makes every stroke okay back to the guy who flipped the, the shit upside down think of him every stroke although i from not knowing the end i thought it was all shit just getting splattered every stroke was truly perfect was the was the image done yet has it was it completed no but the stroke was perfect it didn't show that it, you know, on the first stroke, 
the image wasn't perfect. The full concept wasn't perfect, but the stroke itself was part of a perfect picture, which makes it perfect. So every moment as you're intentional with your beautification process, with your life, let's just go back to normal people words and call it life. As you're more intentional with your life, it you realize that everything you do is perfect and that everything you did up until this moment was perfect based on the understanding that you had and the materials that you had around you and the access to information and, you know, events of the day. The way that you handled it was perfect despite all that or because of all that. And then you go into, that's why the plan, this big grand scheme plan is perfect because just as Adam fell out of the state of perfection, we have the ability and have been redeemed so that we can again walk in perfection knowing that the picture at the end is perfect. We have the assurity that it's already been perfected so where then does this, do the judgments creep in? And why do they exist anymore? Task-oriented is the law of Moses. It's done. It no longer needs to be the most, you know, strongest grip. The tasks are obsolete. It's now the intention, which is the beautification process, which is the ongoing project. That's beyond tasks. It's beyond checklists. It's a state of being. It's a way of the heart. It's a way of the mind. It's a consciousness. It's a frequency. It's a vibration. Whatever you want to call it. But meet me there because that's truly where, where I'd like to be. Is in this beautiful beautiful zone and it is beautiful and that's how light that's how light works when we're scared and there's darkness and things are fuzzy and weird and unknown we don't we just don't know anything about that thing so because we don't know anything about this figure or this silhouette that's there without the light we can stumble on it we literally trip on it or we'll run into shit because there's no light i'm talking talking about a dark room when light, just a simple, simple, small amount of light creeps into the room, everything in this room becomes illuminated and it becomes understood, which once something comes understood, it becomes a part of your ability to be aware of it. So it becomes into your awareness. And as you know, your awareness and your consciousness is this light is the light that's illuminating onto the dark spots. And once you realize that with your eyeballs and how your spirit works and how your life is every moment that you're in is you shining light on these darknesses, these things that you don't understand and your triggers are just these darknesses that come up. And as you look at them through the eyes of God, through the eyes of understanding, love, light, patience, long-suffering, unconditional love, you'll understand them. 
and they just become a beautiful part of your experience. And you can forgive yourself for ever having stumbled on them because it was just a beautiful part that you were unaware of. This is why all experiences are given to us for the benefit of our long-term joy. All things have been given to us so that we may have joy. And God truly does make everything beautiful in His time. And He's in the middle of it. And I'm very grateful that I get to be a part of this. So, cultivate the artist that's inside of you. Listen to that artist that, that is really screaming to be heard. And let that inner child, let that spark come out and play. Just let it play and just see what it does. And if you need to clean up the mess afterwards, clean up the mess afterwards. But that part's so irrelevant. Imagine Picasso not painting because he had paint that he had to clean up after he was done. <laughs> and I'm guilty of that because I make meat. And sometimes I just don't want to do dishes. So I'd rather just like have a hot dog so that I, so I don't mess you up like five pans and four spatulas, some tongs and a couple forks and a plate. But then I'm not like I'm eating a hot dog. You understand? I'm not eating a full blown meal. So let that inner child play without the restrictions or the worries of what's going to happen. Because who fucking cares what's going to happen? It's going to be perfect as long as you're remembering how this game of life works. And it's all just a beautiful beautification process that you're in charge of beautifying at every moment. Take a look around you and see what you could be make, what can you can make more beautiful. And every time you walk into that room, you will realize that you have made this room more beautiful. You've made, and by doing so, okay, here's the as within, so without principle. By making your physical surrounding more beautiful, you're truly, literally making your inner world more beautiful as well. Vice versa. As you make your inner world more beautiful, you truly will adopt these, this mindset and your outer world will be seen as beautiful and something to be making more beautiful. But you have to see your inner world, your, you, 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 your inner world. You have to see that as completely, totally perfect and beautiful, just like your outer world is. And everything going on is just for the beautification of your mind, your soul, your body. And that's so cool. Oh, my goodness. So part of my beautification process, I'm just going to spill it out for you, is I've, I've adopted movement. So like the gym and uh, certain machines and things like that are just obsolete for me right now. So what I'm trying to do is build an open space, and I'm opening up. So my gym routine, I'm truly just opening up. My body, I'm opening. I'm rolling everything out because my, my posture, this is – Going along with that same concept, my posture was rolled forward from sitting in a desk or from uh, personal criticism or because 
your chest. It's like when somebody points a finger at your chest, you know how a child rolls their shoulder forward. They do not want to be poked in the sternum chest area. That roll forward is like an internalization of, oh, I fucked up. Oh, man, I shouldn't have done that. Or, oh, I really ruined my relationship with this person who's so mad at me because of something that I did on accident. Or, you know, it's the roll forward. So the judgments that you have on yourself, you can tell by a person's posture even, unless of like it's, it's truly a medical mess up. But you can tell by a person. You're just, Okay, don't do that. Don't tell by a person's. Tell by your own posture. I can tell by my posture what's on my mind. I'll say that. If I look at myself straight in the mirror, I can see that my jaw is tensed up. And I'm like, whoa, what am I so angry? What am I mad about? What do I need to let go of? And it beautifies my external world. Truly, it eases it. As I ease my internal, I, from the tension that I see in the mirror that I'm holding onto that I don't consciously know because it's not brought into my awareness yet. But as I see it through these loving eyes, I realize, whoa, that's, a, that's something that needs to be attended to. Let's beautify that. So then I breathe into it and I think, what is, what would I be holding on to right now? Why am I so angry? Get rid of the anger. My jaw loosens up. Okay, so things are a little bit correlated. Maybe there is uh, some, something to this as within, so without. This external world is a reflection of my internal world. And that's just a law of nature. That's a law of the universe. That's a law and that's how things really truly play out. So as you accept yourself, as beautiful. And you can only do that knowing that you have a perfect background and you truly have a divine background and you have a divine future, which means you have a divine right now. Truly, you are perfect. I don't know how else to say this and I don't have another language to say it in. Perfecto. Tu eres perfecto. See? Okay. Two languages. You've been hit. Understand that so that your external world can be a reflection of that. Because it is a reflection of that whether you like it or not. So you think that you're a victim. You think that you that somebody has wronged you and that your life is a big event. Uh, now it's an outpouring of events from the initial moment where you have been wronged by some somebody really messed you up or somebody, you know, somebody screwed you over out of a business deal and it, you, things have just never been the same. Well, from that moment, yes, because that those are the lens that you, lenses that you've put on that you've decided to view life through. So from that moment, yes, everything is out to get you because you've decided so. That was your fault. Let go of it. You can get rid of that. Let go. You see how the repentance or the forgiveness process with the self, with you personally, with me, is just about letting go of bullshit that has just been haunting. Hunt, uh, what, 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 the, what, what do you even call them? Not hunches, but like. Grudges. Letting go of grudges. Grudges are just lies based on an experience that happened in the past that has nothing to do with your current place right now. So you might as well just let go of it. And even if it does have something to do with your right now, it led you to right now. And it gave you a lesson that you just learned so that you can let go of it. All it's gonna all it's trying to do is to be let go of. You're the one holding on to this experience. The experience wants to run away. The experience wants to be done because it was done way back when. It's the experience itself has moved on. So why haven't you? So you see how everything, as if you have an internal, 
mechanism that shows life through the victim's eyes, everything will be out to get you, which is why it's dangerous to be on the news, which is why it's dangerous to adopt a crowd mentality through social media and all these things, because it just teaches you to internalize life through this warmongering fear bullshit that's just not in my personal immediate surrounding. It's really not. I've dropped that. I've gone past that. It's not in my immediate surrounding. So it, it needs not be even thought of. But people operate on that, which you can see because their external world becomes this busybody um, like ants. They run around like ants in the exact same line, going down the exact same way, grabbing some shit. They have no idea coming back just to go and do it again. Instead of living more freely, unless if that's exactly what they want to do. But, I mean, I don't see an ant, like, chilling on the beach. <laughs> or, you know, they got that community part down, so it seems. But it also seems that way in New York, but I don't really see community. I see a bunch of busy bodies hunched around going to go get that thing and then getting home as fast as possible without interacting with the other ants that are around them and i see that in my own personal life like i don't even know my my neighbor's name okay so i'm not saying no new york new york i'm walking here you guys are a bunch of uh, ant loving money i do it too i'm not just throwing it but it's easy to see things on the external that trigger your internal and then you can personalize them and see where in your personal life you are doing the same thing. So the beautification process is, is it's like, oh man, that's why I said it is the work because it's so, it's so much work, but it's, it's like the work of joy. Once you know that the result is the, is this, it's just beauty, <coughs> love, light, happiness, <coughs> community. Okay, let's just say your aesthetic, even if that that's I'm I'm projecting my my heaven onto you, maybe. But take your own personal one. Once you realize that that is your goal, then every single thing in your life becomes perfect. Becomes the like it it becomes so obvious as it's been a part of your life to get you to that goal, or everything will start to shift and assimilate itself so for your recognition of it being a part to get you to your potential, to get you to where you want to go. God wants you to go where you want to go so bad. He wants this art to come out so bad. So does that spark that's inside of you. That's why it's a spark. Sparks want to just go. Sparks want to expand, show their potential. They want to show their potential. Oh, and that's a passion of mine is being around somebody who's a creative person and throwing gasoline on that spark watching it be like su suppressed almost like i'll be talking to them and they'll be ashamed yeah well i make skateboards out of a bunch of plywood that has been tossed out and i'm like bro that's crazy <laughs> what and so this guy will compile like i don't know 150 boards of different colors of different like thin slice wood and ultimately polish it up, finish it into skateboards and other wooden things. 
He beautifies garbage. This dude literally takes garbage and turns it into something that people put as like their trophies. He put he turns them into baseball bats and these are like their most prized possessions. So like it's cool to see people who are are maybe a little bit humble about their art and then being being there for them with them not for them like I I'm anybody that could help in any way because I don't even know what kind of art was going to come out of this fella. It's not like I'm Swiss army knife like oh if he's going to say skateboard uh wood then I know just I can be that guy. I know just the guy to hook him up with. Being there for somebody in my art, I guess, is being there listening to their spark ignite and being like, "Whoa, whoa, whoa, tell me about that." Like, "Get let's turn this spark into a fucking torch and then from a torch into a wildfire not in the destructive way but like in a beautiful way that doesn't burn down trees <laughs> or my house please don't do that unless unless if we just learn something crazy because after after old wood and bullshit decrepit ass trees have been burned down and bushes and raggedy uh let's see, unattended to parts of nature have been burned, they tend to actually grow back more lush because that's, you know, the community seeps in and the love and the attention seeps in. It's like a crying baby. El niño que llora es el niño que mama. It's uh, the baby that cries is the baby that sucks, that gets the, that gets the booby. So, yeah, aches and pains in your body again beautification process it's just hey i've got some neglect here then you go into then you know what to do you literally know what to do you're given what to do at all times it's right in front of your of your face and it's beautify every moment and i cannot wait to hear how you guys beautify your moment i really truly can't let's beautify it together if i can be a help beautifying your moment then let's do that contact me i've got an instagram it's a boy in the grill and let's talk. Let's just talk. Even if that's part of your beautification process, if you don't know how to beautify your your spot, well, first of all, I would ask that you do the the listening because all I'm going to do, I'm not Mr. Help You. Remember this. I'm not Mr. Degrees. I'm not Mr. Oh, I'm scientific approach. This is I'm a dude in a fucking shed, man. I would love to listen to you, but you, I will ultimately turn you back to you because you have the answers inside of you. The world is in you. Remember, and I'll just probably just finish this, but he hath made everything beautiful in his time. Also, he has set the world in their heart so that no man can find out the work that God maketh from the beginning to the end. Nobody can tell you what your art is. Nobody. Nobody can tell you if your art is beautiful or not other than you. No man can understand what kind of world is in you. So I turn mine into a beautification process specifically to glorify God and this concept of love and light in the physical form. And exploring the potentials that we can do. And if you're aboard, then hop on the ship, man. Because we're going fun places. Beautiful places. I can tell you that. Love you guys. Toodles.